Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness for later subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss to name a few and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Welcome back to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. And we have a guest here today, Rob. Hi guys. Nice to meet you. My name is Rob Zabitis. I'm a British kickboxing champion. And today we're going to talk about my life ish. Yeah. His up points, his down points. That's it. Experiences, where he's come from, what he does. And he's told you the going and root of what he does. So, yeah, so what got you into kickboxing? What got um, the fire burning for you, mate? You know what? I've always enjoyed martial arts. And the reason I enjoyed martial arts is because Jackie Chan. He's like one of my biggest idols. Yeah. As a kid, I used to watch him. Like, you well, know, to me, it's Jackie Chan, Jet Lee, Bruce Lee, and like all them guys, and then John Combe Just I love that martial arts aspect of it, and I love, like, just love them fancy kicks. And I just yeah. thought, I wouldn't mind to do it. And then I eventually started doing it. And I did it for the sake of my own benefit, and I didn't want to compete. I just thought, I want to learn how to do a spinning kick. I want to learn how to do this. And then I did my first competition. I lost, okay, but we never lose. We learn, guys. Okay, we learn from our losses. I lost that one, and then I didn't want to go on and lost, so I thought, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. I'll have to do another one. Then I won, and I was like, oh, winning's great. Let's yeah, do another yeah. one. Yeah. And then I lost, and I'm like, okay, no, I can't go on and lost. It was just like a never-ending cycle. And so, yeah, so now. And then I'm you heard that famous uh, Batman saying, why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn how to pick ourselves back up. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it, exactly. <laughs> it's a champion mentality, though. I think you've got to be a fighter. You've got to have that yeah. champion mentality. Just have to make a dig deep in that saying never quit because then the days like you only lose if you stop. Okay, if you quit, that's when you're the only time you lose. So even now, because I lost my last fight, and everyone's like, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" And I'm like, "Well, keep going because mm. what else is there to do?" Yeah, yeah, and that's what you're passionate that's about. It. That's what that's you it. love. And you know, Rob's also a big coach as well, aren't you? So on your, your Instagram just last weekend, I think two of your yeah. So we had two guys fight for on Sunday. Both won at their European Opens at WKO at Gold. Just so you know. Okay. Brilliant. So don't mess with my guys. <laughs> yeah. Where was that again? That was in Barnsley. Okay. So it's like two two hours. Yeah. But we got big things. Was that big fights for their first fights? Are they no? Quite... The, Tom had his second fight and Nicole's had like three or four. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, Nicole, I can't remember. I think it's free. Let's go with free. But yeah, it was just they're just amateurs, but like they're just they're passionate about it and they want to just compete, compete, and that's it. And then the goal is to get them to the world at the end of the year and then do it again next year and then turn them pro. That's it. Awesome. Now, awesome. Clients flying high. Trying to just build them up. Yeah, yeah. Up slowly, gradually. It's all about steady incline, guys. Steady incline. Champion mindset, as you said before. So, so you said about Jackie Chan got you into like wanted to do kicks and stuff like that. So have you always been into fitness from school, from when you, you, you've always been into like sports and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I've, I've always, because my brother, my brother, when I was a kid, my brother always used to play sports. Like my older brother used to do football. I wasn't ever into football like now. So if anyone talks about football to me, it's just call it sports because it's pretty boring. <laughs> okay. but I, um, I'm on the same page as you that. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's too money engrossed now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'll watch it. Like, if I go somewhere and the football's on, I'll watch yeah. it. But if my friends will be asking me, like, do you want to come watch football? I'll be like, mmm. Depends what food you're serving. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah, but I've always enjoyed fitness. So my brother did football, then he moved to wrestling, and then I did wrestling with him a little bit, and then just stopped doing it because him and his mates bullied me. Okay. 
And that's that's when I quit, okay? I let somebody get to me and then I continued later on. But yeah, but, and then I stopped wrestling, but I've always did like press-ups, my runs, my uh, chin-ups and all stuff like that. I've always just enjoyed, Always, I always wanted to look in a good shape. Yeah. I wanted to have that ability to be like, be able to run, be able to, like I said, pull myself back up. Just like, you know, just being good health. Yeah, be physically fit. Yeah. Or as my friend says, okay, look good naked. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you do the wrestling for? Oh, well, I only did it for like probably a year, two years, did Olympic wrestling. Because me and my brother started at the same time. But my brother's like, he's always been athletic. So he was just when, when I was steadily going up, my brother was just like going to the top. And he got like, he became a European, no, not European. I think he got like bronze in Europeans, but he got, became a, candidate for olympics in latvia really? and um he didn't end up doing it because he right. just i think he grew out of it because he did it we did it from a young age but when he turned 18 he just went i was gonna say how old were you know. both then when you were doing oh i that? was probably nine eight and he was right. he was a year older than me so he's like okay. nine ten but i did it for a little bit but he continued he got put in boarding school and everything it's like that's how sick and now i think back it's like that's how sick it is he was that good they got put in a school that was sponsored by the government you get to wake up in the morning go does like morning training then yeah. he has to go to classes finish his classes has to do homework finish his homework and then he goes back to training and it's like a monday to friday and then he gets his weekends off and i'm like it's mental, so it? cool it's mental, imagine, yeah. imagine doing that yeah but it was like just it was just like a sports school so everyone was there like there was like wrestlers hockey players basketball players so you just get like mixture of like athletes and then that's it yeah you know you know you're, you're pretty shit hot with a sport when you get like a, a sponsorship or something like that like oh. maybe the guy i had on the podcast a bit ago sam jelly went to europe as he was originally from like south africa and he got a sponsorship and he was working in a college for, for months being coached himself and then coach yeah. other people and like when you're on that level it's it's incredible it's, awesome. it? it's cool it's my brother my brother became seven times national champion in latvia and uh Christ. i know he was he was he was, he was shit hot guy so language <laughs> but he was shit hot he still is to be honest he still is just he doesn't really use it anymore which right. i think would you say like, that do you say that motivated you at all do you think um or? When I was younger, it didn't. But then, like when I got older, and when I got back into like competing, and when I got back into like training, and then I like, watched back what my brother achieved, I kind of was like, I want to be like, I want to surpass him. I want to be better than my brother. Yeah. Okay. Because my brother's always been like the hard case. It's like if I got bullied, I know I wasn't my brother on my back because I was just I was a weakling. Like I remember you, as a kid, I started a fight just because my brother was there, and I knew like, if I get get beat up my brother's gonna jump in and help me <laughs> that's it but like now like now because i'm experienced guys i don't cause fights because fights are stupid okay no no, no. that's it so when you first got into, into uh, kickboxing was that why you at school was that after school yeah. that was when i moved to england yeah when i first got into a kickboxing was because when i moved to england i actually got bullied a lot then brothers which was weird because we got bullied by other like migrants or foreigners okay which is weird it's like you think like we all stick together mm. but we, they got bullied bullied us, us a lot and i remember um one day after school we were like we got jumped and me and my little brother just got like beat up and i wasn't bothered about me because like although i was always the weakling i could always take a being i couldn't i'd never i didn't let anyone like just bully me and i just always like i'll just stick up for myself yeah but i didn't like the fact that my little brother got jumped as well and that kind of made me like, because I got very angry and I was like, I need to do something in my life. So I got into kickboxing, Muay Thai. And then, yeah, just continued from there. Well, I got into it, caused a little bit of trouble. My mum stopped paying. And then I stopped doing it until I turned 18. 
and then I started painting myself. Yeah, yeah. with the same. No, initially I started Master Skins on Duke Street years and years ago. I did that for like probably three, four months, and mm. then I left. That's when like caused trouble, and right. uh, yeah, step trouble, guys. Yeah, and we've all been uh, young ones, haven't we? Yeah. So I caused trouble. So mum stopped paying for it. She was like, okay, hey, if you're going to behave like a brat, then you can find your own ways to and jog on. Training. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then I, at age of eight, just before I turned 19, I started training on Team Elite. And that's where I'm still at. Yeah. Training under Andy Brocklebank, Kev Ward and Lee, Lee Colton. Yeah. And Kev Ward's your, your big coach, isn't he? Yeah, Kev Ward's like one of my coaches. Yeah, yeah. And the rest is history. That's it. 10 years um, later, still doing it. Yeah, it's good. So can you tell us about a bit about what your frequencies is like for training and the prepping process towards a fight and things? So I train between, say, five or 10 times a week, maybe more, 10 plus times a week. I do mornings, like maybe, whether it might be strength or conditioning, like or cardio, and then evening will be always my skill work. So I'll do that by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday's like an active recovery. Well, to be honest, Wednesday's like an active recovery where I don't actually work too hard. I just do hard Monday, Tuesday, light Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then light Sunday, and that's it. And then Saturday's like just coaching. Yeah. Saturday's like full day of coaching, and that's it. Right. But that's how I active rest because you're still training when you coach. <laughs> <laughs> do you find it hard juggling between coaching your own clients and doing your own training? Sometimes because it's like you have to work around your clients. Yeah. When it comes to a fight, if I've got a fight coming up and I've got a fight come, then I'm like, listen, I've got this training session thing to attend, so I can't coach them. But like, after a fight, because I've got to take a bit of time off, then I'm like, I'm trying to move around my clients where it'd be easier if I'd be like, listen, this is the times I have, these are the times you can train. Yeah. But unfortunately, life doesn't work like that. So no, it's like, no, no. just jiggle around. But like I said, once I've got a fight booked in, then I'm like, no, this is where I'm, where I'm training. If you want to train with me, you either come to this open space or wait till after my fight yeah that's yeah it. we'll wait till you got a bit more time down that's the it. line yeah yeah sound horrible but no no it's just having it's prioritizing yourself and your own training and that isn't it i think they're, they'll more than understand because they're doing the yeah. same thing that you're doing you know what i that's mean that's it everyone's so, got their own passions yeah it's good so is there anything that changes on on the process up toward a fight so you you you've you talked, talked about obviously you do a lot i know we've spoken you're doing a lot of like technique work and things so when you're getting closer to a fight, does anything change? Do you go more fitness based? Do you go less technique wise when you're getting closer to a fight? Anything changes? No, around? we just we just become like more make it a bit more like higher paced. It's like trying to resemble that like fight situation. Cause when you fight, you only do tops fifteen minutes. Yeah. Depends on what martial art you do. Like, cause I do kickboxing, it's tops fifteen minutes, so it's five, three minute rounds. So we're trying to make sure like when we train like the closer we get, the like more intense it becomes. So we still focus on skill work, but like, say we got six, like the next fight six weeks. So like now we're just gonna just refine simple basic skills. But then for like two weeks, it's just gonna be high intensity. We everything still gonna focus on skills, yeah. But we're like we're gonna just pick up that intensity where we're like we're trying to mimic that fight, that fight aspect because. When you fight, it's not just about being fit or strong. It's also being nervous. And so once you step in that ring, you get, once you like, you become nervous, it's like you lose your fitness. Yeah. And it's, and uh, that's like the hardest aspect. Cause like I've done, I've done like runs, I've done uh, like cross country runs in high school. I've done like football games and it's, it's not that bad because it's like you work as a team and you like do a little bit of running. But when you're fighting, it's the fact you're getting in there. There's one winner and one loser. Yeah. And also the fact that you're getting punched. 
and you're gonna you can, there's a high chance you're gonna get hurt so you have to be able to deal with your nerves like not panic under like under pressure because if you do it's just like your fitness just goes you could be the fittest person in a gym you could literally do ultra marathons and everything but once you get in that ring like your fitness can literally go from up here to gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing so, so the mentality yeah, is a big yeah, part of it yeah it's yeah, like yeah. Just, just being mentally strong yeah yeah like just just believing in your own which ability which my opinion getting in the ring in the first place being mentally strong because yeah, I, I couldn't do it like yeah not a lot of people can do it no it's, it is like a niche little thing like I know people that have done it once or twice and then like you know what I enjoyed it but it's not for me I know people that have gone in there and I'm like I loved it don't want to do it some people have gone in and be like you know what no don't want to do this this is right. it's horrible yeah, yeah. But then, like I said, like, like for example, the girl that won on the weekend, she, I remember, she did her first one, and then I remember after the first round, she had like a tough battle, and she came back, and then she was like, <gasps> out of breath, and she just goes, sorry for my language, she goes, <gasps> I fucking love this. <laughs> I was like, and that's what, and that's what you want. That's yeah, what you want. What that's you want. it. Yeah, you want somebody right. that's like, yeah, just been like punched and kicked to the face, and they're like. <gasps> You know what? I'm actually enjoying being in the ring. Yeah, that's yeah. It. That's like, this is that mental battle. But once you get past it, it's actually quite easy, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that, I guess it's that, that first step, isn't it? And it's not knowing what it's like either. And it's like I say, you can prep all you like for a fight, but like any anything you, you tend to compete with in that style, you never know, gonna know what it's truly like until you step in that ring. So whether you love it, love it or hate it. That's it. It's like compete for a bodybuilding show. Once you get on that stage and, and do it, you never know what it's going to be like or that prepping for it. You yeah. just don't know. And then, as I said, you then decide whether you want to sink or swim with it, continue or... Yeah, it's like I do, um, one of my sponsors, I do uh, YouTube videos for him, like tutorial YouTube, and I can coach, okay? I can coach a class, I can coach people, Yeah. but for some reason, every time I switch that camera on to do some filming, yeah. like a tutorial video, my, my mind goes, I can't really? talk, I can't, like, literally, I'm like, in front of the camera, I'm like, hello, my name is... I can't get my words out, it's just, I, don't, I don't know why, but as soon as I get in front of that camera, yeah. it's like... Just, I just start melting, sweating away, and I'm like, can't speak. It's just, it's weird. It's right, like, because okay. it's not used to being in front of that camera. In front of a camera, yeah, That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. So, I'll have yeah. to come down and give you some help with that. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I'm just terrible. Yeah. So, I remember, like, I got my missus once to come in, and she was just like, you're doing great. Just, just don't overcomplicate things. Yeah. S- simplicity is That's key. It. That's it. Always. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll come down and give you, give you some help with that, mate. <laughs> like, genuinely. So obviously you, you had a fight last weekend, yes. um, but it kind of goes to do with the, with the next question. Um, so once you've been through a fight, what's the, co- the recovery process like? I'm guessing it depends on, you know, what your injuries are from that fight. Yeah, it, like um, the one normally do is after a fight, I try to, it's all about like the, the biggest aspect now for me, it's like not overeating after a fight because as soon as the fight finishes, I've done my diet and everything and I just want to just eat whatever which is now because I'm a bit older. <laughs> Thank you. Now because I'm a bit more like, I've done it for 10 years now, so I'm a bit more aware. So like I don't like, because I used to binge eat, literally if five finishes, I go yeah. to my mates and they get me cakes and everything. I'll just eat it all in one day. But now I'm like, no, just a little bit at a time. So that's the first thing. Make sure you don't overeat. Don't binge because you've just done such a like, great thing. You've done dieting. You, you put your body through like hard training. Mm-hmm. Like you're giving them all the best nutrition. And then all of a sudden, your body just goes sugar overload yeah it's so old like sodium overload and you're like you feel like that eight ten twelve week camp you've done it's just gone out the window so that's the first aspect is making sure my diet is on point after a fight yeah and then um once again like i said it depends on injuries i'll uh focus more on like mobility and recovery stuff and that's it 
like uh, this week I've just been like well this week because I've got another fight in six weeks I'm focusing on building back up yeah. but last week was just like making sure I'm moving keep everything mobile because I'm like I don't want to go stiff mm-hmm. you can't go from training like I said I did I think that was like 14 weeks I've been training since January and then you finish that fight and then all of a sudden you do nothing yeah. so body's just going to start seizing up yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, so, so, so typically you try to take about a week would you say yeah, well, it depends because like, I finished this fight and then I got booked another one straight away because I've got no injury. So it was like, there's another fight. Do you want to take it? I'm like, yes, six weeks. Perfect. Yeah. So one week off. So now it's well, it's seven weeks to so one week off. So six weeks of training. Yeah. I'm still fit. My fitness is still there. I just need to focus on my technique and that's it. So just take a week off. But if I got like a fight in like 12 weeks, I might take two weeks off. might take a bit more time. It all depends on like what, what there is. Because I've, I've, in the past, I've done, I've gone from... I had a fight, I had another one five weeks after that, and then another one four weeks after that. So it's like, if you got a fight straight away, it's like you can't really take time off because you, you have to like taper down, but at the same time you need to stay, make sure you stay fit. Yeah. So it's like a perfect balance of like training hard, but not overtraining, not undertraining, but not overtraining. Yeah, yeah, it's I understand. Like, it's, it's hard, but um, after this one, I think I might try to get another one in July, maybe in August and then take probably September off yeah and then get back to it in October so you go into the recovery process after a fight uh, what's been your biggest injury so far my biggest injury so far has to be a nerve damage on my shin yeah yeah I remember kicked, I kicked my opponent actually no I got two so I got nerve damage in my shin which was I can't remember what fight it was doesn't matter the name, but either way, I went to kick my opponent and he went to kick me and our shins like collided. It was all right during the fight and then after the fight it was all right because it was like the nerve, like the nerves and the adrenaline wasn't there. So I didn't really feel it. Mm. But then like the week after I went back to the gym and went to kick, I couldn't kick. Every time I like my leg touched something, I was just in like burning sensation. Really? And then I realized that I got on nerve damage. So I had to wait like probably six months before I could kick my leg. So that was the first bad injury. And the second injury was um, a foreign cage warrior, a lad called Chris Price, probably a nice lad. But he put me in an armbar and I felt a little pop in my elbow. And I, I was like, I refused to tap. I was like, I'm not going to tap. I'm not going to tap. And then I felt another pop in my elbow and I was like, nope, not going to do it. And then I felt the third little pop. And all of a sudden I just got this like this sharp shooting pain down my arm into like my, my like um, shoulder and everything. And I was just like in pain. I remember like after the fight, because I tapped straight after as soon as I felt that pain, I tapped straight away. Mm. And then when they announced the winner, my, my coach froze my t shirt to me and I tried to catch it. As I got to catch it, I just go, <laughs> and like literally, I just couldn't even grab it. And uh, I remember going to the see my, see my doctor and he just did a little like test, normal, the, the usual test they do. And he goes, there's no bone breakage, but you damage your tendons and ligaments. And I just, I didn't know that like anything back then. So I was just like, yes, no breakage, but bone breakage. And he's like, no, no, that's worse. And I was like, oh. all right, <laughs> all <Shit>. right. <laughs> and he's like, so it's like six months of recovery. And I was like, okay, that's, that's not what I, I wanted. I, I think you, um, you, your leg one's going to probably be the most frustrating being a kickboxer yeah. and not being able to kick for six months. That yeah. must have been... Well, it's only heavy. like, what would you say? You have to like work around because like I could have for six months, I couldn't kick my right leg. And, but like it allows me to focus on other things. It allows mm. me to focus my hands, allows me, allows me to focus my left leg. Yeah. Um, just improve other areas of my, um, like skill, improve other skills. 
Because like if I can't kick and I just all of a sudden like I've got my both hands and I've got my opposite leg yeah. and I go six oh six months can't kick let's just not train for six months so it just allows me to like focus you know what I can't kick with that leg so let's improve this leg let's improve my hands and yeah. then same with like when I injured my um, hand it's like I couldn't throw my left hand but I could still throw my right I could still throw my kick so just you're just working around your injuries to make sure that you can still train yeah yeah which is important that, yeah, especially in, in what you just, do. Don't want to just go. Okay, I'm out. Uh, did did, did you end up with one? Was your leg like leg, leg, like left left leg like massive and your right had shrunk no, <laughs> in that period of time? Was that right? Back, back then, I still did. I didn't actually do any uh, weight training back then. Okay. I just just did kicking. You and just kicking, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a lot of running, yeah. which was all right. I just couldn't couldn't like my, my leg could not touch anything whatsoever. Um. So, what has been your most monumental fight so far, and uh, and how many might how, how many fights have you done total so far? <laughs> Apologies. Do you know what I think? It's, I think I've had 14 fights now. Yeah. Um, and now my, my fight, my win-to-loss ratio is getting worse and worse and worse now, which is terrible. But we have to move on. That's it. But my favorite fight was actually finding a lad called Taras Natachuk in Rome. Okay. It was like, I went in there. I knew he was good. I didn't know how good he was because like, my coach has got me the fight because my, like, my coach Kev always like gets me my fights. Mm. And um, he got me that fight and then like, oh, I watched, I watched my opponent once and then that's it. And then I let my coach do all the studying and I just like focus, improve myself. And then the focus, like things to work around my, like my opponent. But anyway, so we fly into Rome and I thought, you know what? We're waiting and playing for like two hours or whatever time. Cause it was delayed. So I just thought I'll just watch one of these fights. And I watched this fight and it was just, it was like 20 win. No, 20 fights, 18 wins, one loss, one draw, and 18 wins by knockout. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a hard fight, this. And that's my favorite fight because he did not knock me out. Yeah. He did not knock me out. He was an intercontinental champion, which is one below the world. And I remember because he hit me so hard in the first round, I thought he broke my ribs. And I thought, I'm going to go out. Like If he's going if he's gonna to hit me, I'm going to go out. And just the fact that I was able to stay in that fight for the whole three rounds and yeah. not actually get like put to sleep because in like yeah. you said he hit me in the first round the first punch he threw at me is just literally thought he broke my ribs and then the second round he dropped me twice and i remember like i stood up and because I, I like if you watch my fights like, i always get dropped but like they're like little flashes like they hit me and like, i stand up and i'm all right mm. so i never really get hurt but he hit me and i stood up and i remember when the ref the referee walked like asked me if I'm all right and I was like yeah and then he walked aside to let the fight continue and I looked at my opponent and I was like which one is it which one is it and at, at that point I knew it was like I'm going to sleep here shit but then I just I came back to it and I yeah. still I put on a I once again I put on a great fight finished the fight strong but because he got me down he ended up winning but that has to be my favorite fight because like I went in there with the thought that I'm possibly going to get knocked out here tonight and I didn't and then he, I think, honestly, I think he had 18 wins and 18 knockouts. And I was, I think his first fight, he did knock them out. So I was like, I was proud, Boom. proud. So yeah, that's my most monumental fight. Plus also it's, it's Rome. I got to fight in Rome. Yeah, it's just pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty epic, isn't it? We had to weigh in at the front of the Coliseum, which was like awesome. Which was like the first time done in 2000 years. Yeah. So it was like, really? yeah, so it was like 
I'm quite a big deal here now. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't get knocked out as well. So yeah. did he? Um, what was yeah. it like after? Did he say? Did he, did he say anything to you? Oh no, I, I spoke to him. I spoke yeah, to him yeah. like as a joke. I said to him because he didn't speak English that well, but he was, right. he was nice. Like like with fighters, most fighters are nice lads. Okay, yeah, and I yeah. spoke to him and I said to him as a joke because he dropped me twice in that second round. I said to him, listen, if you didn't drop me in that second round, I would have won that fight. And he laughed, but I I think he laughed laughed because he didn't understand what I was saying. But like. <laughs> Because it was awkward. Because like on the way to the fight, we were both in the same car. So were like, you? Yeah, in the, like in, in the same like minibus. So like looking at each other because we stayed at the same hotel. And then on the way back, we were like in the same car. But like we were just chatting a little bit back and forth. But like, so his English wasn't that great. Right. But it was just it was just like a nice little chat. Like they offered me a drink, and I was like, no, thank you. I don't I'm not a big drinker, so I don't drink. No, 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 no. But, um, but just respectful, like, which is yeah, what it was you want, respect, isn't it? That's it. You know. Enjoyed it. It was a good fight. Wouldn't mind to go back in there with him one one more time, and then. See if I've improved. Yeah, that'd be good. See if if I could drop him. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a class lad. He actually, I think a couple of months after he fought me, I think six months after he fought me, he won his first world title. Did he? So he was like he was intercontinental champion, and now I became the world champion. Which nice. is like I get to fight big big guys, big level. Yeah. But sometimes I just want to so, so, fight. So, when did you find out that um that so obviously I know you find out about them and on your way. When did you find out that it, it like had like eighteen. 18 wins and like one loss. Was that on, it's the, on, was on, that on the way over? Literally on a plane? Because like, like, I didn't like said, I didn't do studying. I just, I just watched some of these things and I'm like, yeah. I read, I saw something and I was just like, I just Googled it and I thought, I've got nothing to do. So I'm just going to, because normally don't, like, I don't study my opponents. Like, I watch them at the start of the camp, and then that's it. And then I watch what they do, and I'm like, you know what? He does this, 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 but I'm going to improve my own game. Because mm. you can't always just focus too much on your opponents because you have to improve yourself as an athlete as well. Yeah. So I watched them at the start, and then, so we got we got stuck on at the airport for, like, two hours, delayed. So before the plane took off, so I just thought, I'll just Google him. Just Google him, and then I read some of those, like, 18 wins, 80 knockouts and I was just like okay so this is going to be a tough fight but like I said I just, I've watched the fight back and I thought I did great and I was just just happy yeah, about probably. it I'd have, been that, it. I'd have been on that plane like turn the plane around <laughs> take me home I'm honestly, done honestly, fuck that I'm no. done it's good to have a challenge because they're like oh, everyone I fight now they're all like big big strong opponents yeah. and it's it's always good to have a challenge because it's like because that makes me better athlete if I go in and I win like yes, I'm happy, but if I lose, and I like, and it allows me to like go back and like, you know what? Why did I lose? What did I do mm. wrong? Sometimes you lose because you get robbed, <laughs> <laughs> but other times you lose because like yeah. your opponent's better. That's but, it. but then, but then, but then also, I, I, I don't think your your coach would probably put you up for something that he didn't mm. think that you could attend with no, a coach with manage with yourself. That's a great thing having a yeah. coach like Kev, isn't it? Yeah, he does. Um, he is Kev is great because like. He always he always gives me like gets me like good matches. Like I fought a couple of lads in the past where he was like, you know what, Rob, we want you I want you to fight them and then like they, they'll offer us a, like a specific person. Right. And Kev Kev's always be like, you know what, like you're good enough to beat him. But sometimes I can tell he's like, but I'm not sure you're ready yet. But we still take the fight. Yeah. And we still focus on like going there and to win. We take the fight and that's it. And then when I win, Kev is like, you know what? You did a lot better than thought. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's all about that challenge. Cause you yeah, need, of course it is. Because yeah. like, you could, you could fight somebody like who's terrible and then you you actually might fight worse yourself because you're like, I don't have to like train as hard, I don't have to do as much like work. Where if you got somebody who's like that high high level, like world-class fighter mm. in your head, you instantly go, okay, 
I need to improve. I need to get better. So yeah. like you improve your opponents. So the better your opponents, the more like you need the to. Like, you, that's you, it. you improve and blossom and learn from it, isn't yeah, it? So you it's, know, it's it's good to have good like good hard opponents. But I'm like sometimes just like I just want an easy fight. Yeah. So you've already covered uh, my next question. Your biggest idol. Yeah, in the world of martial arts, it has to be Jackie Chan. Yeah. Because just as a kid, I just used to love his films. I used to watch them all the time. I wouldn't be able to tell any of his films, like the English names, because I watched them all in Latvia. In Latvian, so I'm like, yeah, but... Um, Give us one. Give us one in Latvian. Um, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know the names. That's right. it. Cause I, my Latvian is so... Ter- I've lived in England more than I live in Latvia. Right, but my, okay. my English is still terrible and my Latvian is terrible. I'm in the middle of both. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, just like old school Jackie Chan, like, um, what's a good one? Like, a good one that everyone knows is Rush Hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go Rush Hour. Can you say Rush Hour in that being? No, no idea. <laughs> no idea. No, you can't tell that you... I, I don't think you could tell that you're from Latvia. I, I, I think your English accent and yeah, the people, way you talk People say sound. I sound scouse. It's like, I'll talk to my brother sometimes because like, I've got two brothers. One of them actually doesn't speak Latvian at all. And right. everyone speaks more Latvian than English. But I'll talk to my brother. I'll even talk to like my, like, just people like that from Latvia. And then they'll say certain things. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot that word existed. <laughs> I remember like we went to Thailand and I was telling my mum's story about elephants and I was talking to her in Latvian and then I forgot how to say elephant in Latvian so I had to go elephant yeah honestly because you forget the words you're like forgetting if you're if you're talking English every day and like it's just it's just to go isn't it because I saw my mum today this morning just before like and I seen her she was with her friends who were Russian and then like I said hi to them and they're like do you not speak Russian and I was like well I spoke so English so much that I don't have any recollection of anything in Russian anymore I know so I'm like I can barely speak Latvian so Russian's literally just gone out of my head so Go back to your fights a little bit now. So, uh, have you ever had a fight that the old me almost made you throw in the towel? That almost made uh, you think, "I'm done." No, it's not the actual fight. Well, the fight I just had on the weekend, I genuinely thought I won, but it made me think, like, what's the point doing it? Because it's like you, you, you go there, you put all the hours of training in, you like just you commit to like the sport and everything, and you go in there and you like do you do enough, you do what you need to do, and then just mm. like no, you lost. And I'm like, well, I know I won, I know I won, but. I wouldn't say it's the fight itself. It just, it's like, it's where you are in like regarding like what you achieved. For example, when I was younger, I set myself a goal that by age of 24, I would have had like a, a major contract with a like organization that pay well and that can just focus on training and that's it. And then I remember it was um, my missus birthday. We went to Lake District and there's like a couple of months before my 16th, uh, not 16th, my 24th birthday. And we just walking through like woods and I just broke down, I just broke down because it's like, I'm not achieved where I want to be. I'm not mm. where I want to be. And I feel like everything I'm doing is just pointless. Cause at that point I was like training for six years. I'm like, was that frustration? Do you think? Um, yeah, I was just, just frustrated. I was just frustrated and I was just, just angry at myself cause I could have done better, but I haven't done. But now I'm like, just keep moving forwards. Like just, you win. Okay. Perfect. You lose. Just, keep going until yeah, yeah. you win again and that's it because end of the day it's like the only thing we can do is move forwards past the past and then leave that behind you learn it. from it and move on forwards so so from that what has been your biggest struggle so far a financial struggle guys because fighting doesn't pay so if you want to fight okay the one thing i'd say you now is get a nine to five because it allows you to train in the mornings and allows you to train in the evenings and that's it it might be the boringest job ever but as long as you get to pay your bills and you get to attend training is all that matters 
okay? That's one thing I never did. I never got a nine to five because I always found it so boring. <laughs> like my friend, my, my friend offered me a job working in a bank and he was like, honestly, Rob, it's the best thing ever you have to do. Just you come in, you have to answer like several phone calls and like make four sales a day easy job ever and you just sit off all day and I was like I can't I have to be like I have to be active I have to be mm. like physically and mentally challenged yeah and he's like yeah but it's so easy and I'm like I know but like you just told me it's like you do nothing so it's like there's no challenge in there yeah so I never took a nine-to-five but I like just took just odd jobs here and there and then start last year committed to coaching and that's it so now I'm just coaching so I say financial stability yeah is like the hardest one yeah yeah but again so this is for everyone out there if you want to be a fighter and that's your like goal in life remember you're not a fighter you're also your own product so you have to advertise yourself you have to uh, promote yourself because nobody's going to invest in you if you're just nothing if you're if you like oh i want to fight and then you post a picture of you and in fight and that's it but you need to like push yourself as a fighter as an athlete as a, a product as a business because that's the best way to get like financial gain yeah and would you say there's personality too yeah personality too okay that's the only reason i'm not made it yet because i've got no personality <laughs> yourself. If, if i could i could buy if i could i'd buy one but unfortunately they don't sell one <laughs> you and mcgregor uh, yeah. personality no, no. That, that's large yeah. in life that's too much no I, I remember somebody said to me like i need to be a bit more like mcgregor and i was like why he goes because he sells fighters like i know but like you you see that often now like you see a lot of people are trying to be like mcgregor and it just backfires because the difference between like Trying to be McGregor and being McGregor is the fact that Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor. Yeah. There's no one like, you can't try to replicate what he's got. No, no, no. You've got to be individual. you got to be... That's it. You just be your own you person. Just yeah, be yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, for example, me. Okay. Boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Behave yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, I, think, I think it's important that you stay true to yourself and your own personality. That's and it. Let that shine through and that, you know, will resonate with people. That's it. Um, you're a very humble and genuine individual, which yeah, a lot of people will find less intimidating and more approachable, which I think in, in the coaching and fighting in that kind of field is very attractive. It'd make me feel comfortable coming up to you and going, coach me. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people that if you, you saw like either you and McGregor people or anything like that, you'd be like, actually, that'd put me heavily off. I wouldn't want to coach with that person. That's it. But then it's like, because, but then it's like, if you're that person, you don't need to coach because you don't, you're oh, just getting money. That's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting, making money. What you want to be, guys, is be a, a poet. Be able to <laughs> yeah. be, be able to talk. Like, even if you talk nonsense, just be confident in the nonsense you talk. Yeah, and that's so it. Just... And be able be able to back up your words. Okay, well, one thing Conor McGregor used to do well is back up his words. And now he's had a couple of losses, but it doesn't matter because he's got millions. Yeah, he's already so, made it, hasn't that's he? That's it. it. Doesn't, doesn't, I said, I said you and McGregor before. It's Colin McGregor. Okay, so so to, going back a bit more in, into the ring now. So we spoke briefly a little bit before about, about mindset and how that's important to, to, to have strong when you get into fights. So what mindset do you try and recruit when you're getting into a fight, when you're stepping in, in, into the ring? Have you ever struggled with mental health issues and mindset yourself personally? No, like, apart from the time, so like when I like broke down, when I'm like, oh, like I'm not achieving where I want to be. I'm not at that point in life where I want to, like where I'm making like money, where I'm just, I can just focus on fighting. I've, like I've broke down. But apart from that, like stepping into the ring, I've always got a strong mindset because when I step in that ring, I always want to win. And my goal is win. The only thing that I sometimes think is like, well, I prepare myself going, the worst thing that's going to happen is something is going to break. And that's it. And then if my bone, bit, bone breaks, like I'm not going to be like shocked during the fight or after the fight. No. I'm like, I expect that to happen. Getting back into that ring. Okay, oh, actually, I'm lost enough. <laughs> um, no, it's like, like regarding mindset, I always want to win. So I always want to be able to 
get in there, okay, and then win. Before I enter the ring, like when I'm on that walkway, I just think in my head, okay, worst thing's gonna happen is something's gonna break, but I'm always gonna come out top. I'm gonna come out as a winner, okay? I might, I might break my jaw, I'm still gonna win the fight. I might break my fist, I'm still gonna uh, win the fight. I might break my leg, okay? Then I might not win the fight because the medic has to call off, but I'm still gonna win in my own right. But I don't really like. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get nervous anymore. I think it's done it for so many years now. I'm just like accustomed to it. Like my last fight, I remember like saying to my coaches, like I was getting actually nervous with the fact that I wasn't getting nervous. I wasn't like right. anxious nothing. So I was like, well, I'm not like, well, I'm not feeling nervous at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just like anything you do. Okay, the more you do it, the like more accustomed you are of like whether it's been being a plumber or hmm. I don't know whatever your job is. You just know you're a craft, and that's it. And like you just being able to believe in yourself. And I think it's also like it depends on your like training. So if you train hard and you know you did everything in your training sessions, and you know you like you train to your best ability, and then you go into that fight and you put everything on the line then it's like you know what i know i've got this yeah. but if you like you had terrible training and then like, you're not trained you didn't die right and everything and then you come to that big game that ring you and you're like start being nervous now because it's like wait have i done it enough have i done haven't done it enough so the only thing needs to change is like okay well next time you've got a fight you get uh, you need to go back into that ring make sure that like you do whatever you can to ensure that you're going to win even if you don't win yeah. make sure you train like a champion because the end goal is to be a champion whether it's been British, European, world, the goal is to become a champion and that's it. It's the to work, isn't it? So, yeah. But I think, you know, you, you bob on. You have the confidence if you put the time and the effort in that's to it. be, the, and then you know you've left nothing on the table then, don't you? You know, you're that's walking it. with your head strong. I've done everything I can to, to be here. That's it. You don't. And that's just that, it. You just, it? just need to believe in your own ability and that's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, how stronger, how much more fights your opponents have had. It's just as long as you know, I'm going to win. I've trained hard. This is my fight. Okay, he said, like my last fight, not feel nervous. I walked in with confidence of a lion and I lost, but I still came out with the confidence of a lion because I know I won that fight and I should have had it, won it. But unfortunately, <laughs> on the record, I lost. So, to move forward. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> but, um, so, just going a bit off track now. So, a bit of delving into my favorite subject, to which is food. If you're standing on a desert island, Rob... What would oh. your one meal be? If, I if, remember if, last, we used to talk about this last time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we did. Because this is the second recording because yeah. someone over here, uh, MacBook went kablooey, so this is take two. Yeah, so if you're watching this, okay, we're not pointing with fingers, okay, just one. <laughs> me, um, me, I'm the problem in this relationship. Yeah. So, no, I don't know, it's it's weird because like, I'd probably say, yeah, let's, let's go with like, because I told you last time, peanut yeah, butter. Yeah. I just love peanut butter, I can't stop eating it. Peanut like, butter. On my fight week, I just like eat kilo of it. Cause just like yeah, a kilo of it on your fight week. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like because on my fight week I eat the most calories. Well, I'm lying to you because it's like what are you lying for? I don't know. Just I'm just like <laughs> you know like when you're a fighter you're you're always gonna like make these like fake things so everyone thinks oh my god look at him he's doing this. Yeah. But now like when I used to do water loading, where it's basically loading like I had to cut like seven kilos and like. 14 pounds for those that don't understand kilos. Well, I'm actually intrigued to what, no, I know this is going a bit off topic from where I'm going here, but what was your water loading process? Because I'd, I'd have to do water loading before my bodybuilding show. I'm just intrigued to know what your... Oh, so there's two processes that I've used. Right. And the first one I used to use was the worst one ever. It was one of my mates gave it to me, and which basically like you load up on like your first day. So it's, if I'm waiting on Friday, I'll load up on Sunday. So I'll do like two gallons on a Sunday. Yeah. Then I'll do like a gallon on a Monday. 
and then half got on a Tuesday and then like half of that on a Wednesday and then no, nothing on Thursday and then on Friday away in. Jesus Christ. Which is which was the worst thing ever because by the time it came to Wednesday because I've like loaded up and my body's just flushing all that water out. By the time it came to like Wednesday, Tuesday, my body was dehydrated and I was just like, I'm trying to train. I'm trying to like still go through the work up process. And I'm just like, just dehydrated and I'm dying. Yeah. Where the second water loading process I did was you start on a gallon and then you do like a gallon, a gallon, and then two days before the, no. So Sunday I'll do a gallon, Monday I'll do a gallon, and Tuesday, Wednesday I'll do two gallons. Right. And then on Thursday I just do the wake up. I'm not dehydrated at all and I'll Friday morning weigh in. So I'm like, I've just had so much water that like I'll do my last little bit of cutting mm-hmm. towards the end of uh, just before my weigh-in. So if I'm weighing in at like 10 o'clock, I'll do my last little bit of cutting in like the first thing in the morning and that's it and then I weigh in. And then I'll only be dehydrated for like a small period of time. Yeah. Where the first one I used to do, I did it for several fights. And I was just like, it was just so terrible. Yeah. I just thought, this is this is horrible. And then somebody else <laughs> told me about this other method and I was like, I'll try it. Yeah. I did it. It worked best. So yeah, I'm like, just for sheer comparison, I know I can't compare things to myself a little bit. But so that when I did my my bodybuilding prep that week, I think we were traveling down on the Friday to compete on the Saturday. So I mean, I talk about liters. So Monday, Tuesday, I, I did. I think it was four liters Monday, Tuesday, six liters Wednesday, Thursday, then up to eight and ten. Now it would have been sooner than that than from the previous Saturday. So I was drinking ten liters on the Thursday and the Friday. Just to know, 10 liters, guys, that's over two gallons. <laughs> 10 liters over two gallons. And, and look, I'll never forget, on, on the train down to Milton Keynes, that's where my show was. I was so thankful there's a, there's a toilet on there. Jesus. I never, I've never needed to pee so much in my life. Oh, yeah, terrible. Honestly, it's, terrible. it's horrendous. But obviously, as you say, I mean, I, we, I, I cut the night before at six o'clock with a, a thing of wine, with a, a, a small glass of wine. Yeah, I've heard it, like, a lot of bodybuilders do that. Yeah. Because people said to me to try in the past, and I was like, listen, it, it, I'm it, fine. It just, it just dries you up. Yeah, it's like people like, But then the next day, you're so thirsty, like, Jesus Christ, you, you'd give anything to have a, a... The next morning, I had to eat um, oats, as least water as possible and my mouth was so dry and the whole yeah. day was just like but it works yeah that's it it just it works it works so, like I had people asking me like what was that like walk thing you did for your um, yeah. fight because I'm going to hold there and want to do this no. and I'm like no no listen it's only for like it's a five day thing yeah it's, it's only, only for one day yeah, it's a five day thing for just so you can lose water for like less than 24 hours yeah and after that you put it all back on and all my friends I'd say to like, listen, your holiday is not worth like you could dehydrate yourself. You all you can actually drown yourself internally by yeah. drinking too much water. So it's like there's no point. Just just no, don't no, do no, it. No, just no. go gym or be better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all you need to do. There's yeah. no point trying to like resolve like last minute thing where I'm like, you know what? Rob drank like what three gallons. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not worth it. But, no. but I, I will say that no one knows what it's like to really need the toilet until you've done that. Because <laughs> yeah. by God, it, it's. it's it. It's next level. But it also makes you appreciate like water as well. Like after you've done your water load and like you just go like like said twenty four hours of no drinking. Yeah. It just makes you appreciate how great water is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So anyway, so, so we never actually kind of covered the, the topic. So what 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 meal would you have uh, if you're stranded on a desert island and you, know, you could have one meal? What would it be? I don't know, you know. It's so hard well, because you, it's like... You love peanut butter. Yeah, I love peanut butter, but like, you can't even make a meal out of peanut butter. I mean, no, you couldn't. You could put it into cubes and then like freeze it and then just eat chunks of peanut butter. I, I guess know, that would that be last an option. Time I said like, because Latvians, we're like a small farming country as well. So like basic. So like, what I like is a nice, lovely, juicy pork belly, Ooh. some well 
but like boiled potatoes, okay, with some fresh dill and chives, and maybe some like salad, like fresh salad, and that's it. That's that's me. Yeah. Like, but the pork belly has to, like has to be cooked to perfection. Yeah. That's it. That's my last meal. That's when I when I'm getting a life sentence in prison and they're taking my life away. Just be like I want a well nice soft pork belly with a crispy top. Yeah. <laughs> with a crispy um crackling. So other than that, you you go to snack and then have a peanut butter. You yeah, peanut butter. Peanut I just butter. just eat it like I, I eat it like just scoops. It's like my missus can eat Ben and Jerry's and I'll have peanut butter. Yeah, just like just always. Eat it. That's a good too. Keeping on the topic of food, diet like typically in the week. Well, well, and to me, my dad's like all right. I, I do have like little snack here and there. For example, that anyone that's from Southport, like when I'm not dieting, like I always eat good. But there's a, there's a place called the Polish Bakery. It's like some like incredible cakes. So mm-hmm. if you're not dieting and you don't need to lose weight, Polish bakery guys. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go there. They do nice cakes. Bit costly, but the cakes are incredible. Um, but yeah, for my diet's like so I've, I've like Greek yogurt with like berries for breakfast and like chia seeds. For lunch, I'll have like like it all depends. And like sometimes because I'm coaching and I'm training, I don't have time. So like, because I meal prep, but I've, I used to meal prep like all my meals. So I do my breakfast, lunches, and dinners. But now I just do my breakfast and my dinners. And then for mm-hmm. meal prep, like for lunches, I normally have like sandwich with some soup. If I've got more time, I'll just like if I'm going out, maybe some salad with like meats, just like hearty food. Just meat, meat and veg. Yeah, of, like yeah, kind of, meat, kind of like basis, meat, veg. And like, and then, then the weekends, do you, do you let your hair down a little bit more? The weekends, I have like a meal out with the missus, or it all depends. Cause yeah. Like, if, I, if I've got like a lot of weight to lose, which I actually no, because I'm lying to you, because I actually don't drop them that much weight anymore, which is the best thing. We do go out quite often. Like when it comes like three weeks before my fight, that's when I'm like, okay, you know what? Like let's, because I don't want to do too much like weight cutting on the last week. I kind of like stop doing any like treats. Yeah. So like three weeks out, I don't like to really do anything like go off like meals. But normally, um, just wings on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wings. Can't, can't, just, can't just, go just wrong wings. with just wings. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's like my um, go-to. That's just your go-to. Wings. Just wings. And maybe a cake corner. Yeah. Just going a bit more into it nutritionally, even deeper than what we last covered, really. Do you currently have like a basis on like your macros? Do you look at like your protein intake, your carb intake, or anything? Uh, no, do you, you look that in depth into I, things I, at all? I or? don't. I, I have phases in my, like, in my life where I go, okay, I'm going to track my macros. Mm-hmm. And I'll do like my proteins, my carbs, and my like fats, and I'll do it for like two months, and then I kind of get like because it's an it's effort. I yeah, find yeah. it like very like time consuming, and then I'll just go because I've done it for like a couple times now, so I know I'm like you know what like if I eat that much chicken, that much rice, and then that much it falls in with my macros. Yeah. So once I've done it, like I don't count anymore. I just got that knowledge. That's it. Yeah, I just yeah. just go around with that. But uh, so I've I've done it in the past where I've gone like two months. Well, I did all my counts every every single meal, weighed everything out perfectly, and then I stopped. And then um, I got bored of it. Then I got my fitness pal. <laughs> I did that for like two months, and I just like got bored of that. So now I'm just like, I know what I mean. I know what's what works and what doesn't work for me. So I'll just go off that. Yeah, yeah. So I keep burping, guys. Yeah. Um, but, but, but something you said in the last podcast, the first take that like that Rob said last time was that you say that now with with your weight divisions that you don't need to cut as much because you stay in better shape all year round yeah that's it which I'm tra- i think is quite yeah. empowering it's it's as well because like when i first start fine I, I used to walk around when i first started i was like walking around between 17 72 kilos so my first fight was 70 kilos which was literally had to do any weight 
cutting whatsoever. And then my second fight was at 60. No, my, my, I think my second, my third was like 670 as well. And then I dropped down to 68. And then from 68, we on a fight week. So I was supposed to be fighting at 68. And then on Monday, so the fight's on Saturday. And on a Monday, I was 66. So the night before my weigh-in, which was on a Friday, I was sat home eating rice like pork chops and like eggs and everything just to make sure I was actually putting weight on right. because I, was, I dropped weight too much than I needed to. Yeah. And then, um, but from then onwards, it was like, so I started fighting at seven, uh, 66 kilos, but then the more I cut down to 66 from like 70, 72, the more I always put back on. And then uh, I had a couple of fights and then I had a couple of fight cancellations and that's when I'm about up to 70, 72 and a half now. So now like, I don't really have to drop. The heaviest I go up to is 78. Right. That's like if I'm not being active and if I'm not like competing, like during lockdown, I went up to 78. And uh, actually, no, during lockdown, I went a bit lower because I wasn't as hungry because I didn't train. Right, okay. So I went like down to 76 and after lockdown, I went up to 78. But like now I'm trying to walk, like, so if I'm fine 70, or 72 and a half and i've walked around about 77 75 so i'm not trying to go up too much because it's just it's more to cut into that yeah because i want i don't want to focus on dieting i don't want to focus on losing weight i want to focus on actually improving my skill improving my fitness improving my strength because now it's like you got a camp you got a fight coming up and then you have to like so you got like i said my next one another tough lad and instead of focusing on ways to beat him i have to focus on Gain fitter, gain stronger, like improving my skills and then losing weight, which is like... There's another thing on top of that's, it, that's what, what you're doing, isn't it? That's yeah. it, but like the weight, I don't want to focus on the weight cut. I want to focus on my like my skills. So like that's why I always like to stay around like good level weight. So it's like if I come to fight week, I just need to do like two two kilos tops and that's yeah, it. That's good. So that's like my, my goal. Yeah. Don't, don't be fat shit, okay? <laughs> the food is not going to disappear, okay? No, no, it's true. Have a cake slice today yeah, and have one tomorrow. Doesn't, doesn't, don't eat all once. Yeah, it doesn't kill you. You don't have to finish a pack. You can have it. Anymore. Yeah. Moderation. On that note, I did have a tub of ice cream and Domino's last night. <laughs> to be fair, but you did just fight to the... Uh, yeah, last, last weekend. Yeah, last weekend, weekend wasn't it? So, yeah. to be but, fair, um, she, but it, it comes out, it comes out to yeah. balance, doesn't it? End of the yeah. day. So, like, weight's still down, which is good because... Don't need to worry about wake up. Yeah, happy days. Um, so other than the sport and the training that you do now, what other passions do you have in life? I know we, we touched a bit, a, bit, a bit on Marvel last time. Yeah, I do, I do I do enjoy watching Marvel, apart from like this new phase, which is terrible, okay? Yeah. But another thing I want to start doing is, but I can't because I've got no garage. It's like like DIY, like woodworks. I kind of wouldn't, wouldn't mind to get into like doing woodwork. Yeah. Because it's I think it's just because... One of like one of my sponsors and one of my good friends, and he's also my neighbor as well. And it's like, and his daughter is like best friends with my uh, missus, and he like he's a joiner, and like he tells me story about woodwork, and I just I just love, I don't know the idea of like doing woodwork. It sounds like cool. I wouldn't mind like doing a little bit joinery, like you know, like just doing up the house or like something yeah, like yeah. that, just as a hobby. What are you doing? What's your hobby? Yeah, just built a house. <laughs> <laughs> or you working on a house as a project? That's it's, it. That's it. It's, 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 or it's like just, just like build the furniture. That's yeah. It. A bit of a but, dying skill, really. Yeah, um, it, yeah. it is. But it, it's awesome. So my my friend does, and he tells me all these like tells me all the, these things about screws and about like fitting these joints. And like it might sound boring, boring, but like to me it sounds like so intriguing because I'm like that's something I never thought about. Yeah, like, yeah. never okay. like knew of. Because like he tells me stuff, and I'm like that's so cool to know. It's just like. I don't know, it just feels like something breaks down, you know how to fix it. Yeah, you can build, and build yeah. something with these two hands. It's quite rewarding, isn't it? It's like, I like, I love my little, 
my little car and everything. But like, when it breaks down, I have no idea how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. That's it, no idea. YouTube. YouTube, Rob. That's YouTube. It's like the weight backs I got outside, the wooden ones. Yeah, the ones you built yourself, innit? Yeah, Like the class. Over COVID. And that was just to keep me out of mischief because my dad's quite quite a hands-on yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, the, the, the comeback, you get, the reward you get from doing it is, is incredible. And then that, what you learn from that can go into the That's things. That's it, and like, like, and you learn how to like where you went wrong and then like how to fix it. Everything is just just a good skill to have. Yeah. So you got me. Marvel. You wanted to come. You were starting into a bit of woodwork. Did you say you into a bit of gaming as well? To be honest, I started playing Xbox a couple of weeks back again. And I've got bored of it because yeah, because on Sundays normally like Sundays my rest day, so normally on Sundays I go for a little walk. So what I started doing is on Saturday nights I've been playing Xbox. Well, I did it about a month ago. Well, I stopped about a month ago, but I've been playing Xbox like Saturday, like from ten at ten p.m. till about two in the morning, yeah. just sweating Xbox. But <laughs> I did, I did at least I did it for like a month, month every Saturday, every Saturday I just went ten till two, nine till two, and that's it. Went to bed, and um, but like after like. The, month playing it I just went can't bother anymore it it takes a lot of time investment to get good at a game to then consistently play I I think I love gaming I I, I said we said the last one I I did tons when I was younger but I think I now I wasted so many years playing games and not living that I think I'm a bit spiteful with it now that I'm like I just won't allow myself to get into it I love movies and stuff I think like I've said Marvel and horrors yeah horrors horrors good horrors are quality have you watched watched Grudge have I yeah yeah. and then there's a new one with um Jack, guy from Gladiator, what's his name? The Exorcist, the Pope's. I, oh, yes. Have you seen it? No, I've not. I've seen it's the actually, trailer. I was surprised. It was really, I thought it was going to be horrendous, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like something Pope's Exorcist or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, it's worth the watch. I thoroughly it enjoyed it. And there's a, a, another new horror that's come out. And then there's a, obviously The Last Guardian is going to come out. I think it's going to be a massive cheer, tear jerker. But Downey Jr. has been be going, coming into Secret Wars, isn't he? I believe Downey Jr. is going to be in um Miles in, 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 in the new Marvel I'm actually, Wars movie. That's June twenty. That's um, which I'm sweat. June twenty first, isn't it coming out? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Like I said, the new phase of Marvel, I just find it a bit like terrible. I, I, I think. I think the issue it's is too woke. Too woke. I, I think that we've had a lot. We've lost all the main characters. You got to think we lost like Captain America. We lost Iron Man. We're about to lose a load of people in Guardians. It's it's just and it's bit it's lost its way a bit. Yeah, I, I, so, so so I think what's coming these next few months is going to reinstate a little and give it more of a yeah. Well, I hope so because like saying it's like because you watch it and it's like because the film should be made for adults because they're, they're people's that read the comics. Yeah, but like you you watch it now, it's all just about I don't know. It's like it feels like it's made for like four year old kids. Yeah, it's just like so. It's stupid. a bit too PG, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah, you watch like you watch like the first couple Marvel films and now you watch it. And it's all about just like and. It's just too woke. Yeah. Okay, it's just like... And then, and then we've also got, um, what do you call it? You got uh, Hugh Jackman now training for Deadpool. Oh, yeah. That, I'm looking forward to I, I, hope, th- I think that'll I hope, be good. I hope they can keep the way... Okay, like, I hope Ryan Reynolds can keep like the same pace he kept yeah. the first two. I, th- I think he has to. That's his baby. And yeah. I think he, it's his nagging and consistent mind that's got Hugh Jackman on set. And Hugh Jackman's doing whatever he needs to do to get bigger. Lots of controversial uh, opinions on that at the moment. If there's anything that you would change uh, about what you do right now, what would it be and why? If be you could change more, anything. Be like me regarding like training and fighting and everything. Yeah, yeah. Be more social media pre- present. Like, because I'm, I'm not active enough on my social media. And I think that's where, that's where you need to be. Like, it's because it's all about social media nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say to like, like anyone that like fights and wants to be a fighter, I'm like, you need to be more active on your social media because you just want to get as many eyes on you as you can. You want to get as many followers because 
the more eyes you have, the higher chance of getting sponsorships and everything. And that's one thing I'm not doing. I'm not like active enough on my social media because in all honesty, I hate it. Like if I didn't fight, I probably wouldn't, I would get rid of my Facebook, get rid of my um, Instagram. I tried yeah. to go on Twitter and I'm just terrible at Twitter. Then I don't know how to work it. So I'm like, you know what? I've got an account, but I just don't use it because yeah. I'm just I'm with you on that. Terrible. I'm with you on that. I think the biggest secret with the social media is I think you've got to look at, it's, it's just, it's a way of getting yourself out there. Yes. And it is cringeworthy if you try and be who you're not. Mm. It's the people that are on social media that, I mean, I, it was me in the past when I first started doing social media, I tried to be this like perfect premium individual that taught this particular way and people can see through it. Yeah, and, it. And, and, and with social media, you are the person that I'm talking to right now and you yourself, then it will go far because people will fall in love with who you are, your personality and what you present. As long as you keep your content on that, on that way, you'll do freaking amazing. No. It, it's, it's when you think about trying to be like someone different or being professional or being X, Y, Z or being, having expectations when realistically, you know your craft inside out. You're a professional. You don't need to be anything other than yourself. Yeah. Sometimes guys, well, be careful of what you say on social media because you can make a joke and then 10 years from now, okay, it's going to bite you back. <laughs> I know, so I know, Kevin I know you were, you, were, you were six years old when you said it, okay? <laughs> You were six years old. You didn't know any better, but it's going to come back and it's going to bite you in a bum. Like, sometimes I have to hold back some of the things that I want to say because, like, I see things like people share and say, and I'm like, this is terrible. Why, why do we promote this? Why do we promote, like, unhealthy lifestyle? Why do we promote, yeah. like, like I said, the world is, like, what's it called? The woke, woke, woke culture. Yeah. I just find them, like, cringy, and I find them just horrible. It, yeah. And, like, they talk, so they, like... They promote, I'm not going to say it because we don't want to get this to get cancelled, okay? But they promote certain things, but then when they get questioned on it, they have no answer. They have no, like, statistical, no factual answers to give. And the only thing they do is stand there and just scream. Yeah. Spit the dummy out. Yeah, that's it. Act. So be careful what you say social media. Yeah, yeah, no. I think, but I think, I think, I think we're, at, I, I think we're at a bit of a crossroads where you do get the people that are, are being, i say, within a woke society. But I think, People are afraid to say things, and the, 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 sometimes there's things that need to be said and should yeah. be being said, and I think are being danced around when society is, is dancing around the subjects, not saying these things when, in realistically, these things need to be said. But it's but like it's it's it is a very controversial thing at the moment. You can't say anything nowadays, really, to be no. honest. But but and I think I think I think the issue with I watched a, a Ricky Gervais skit the other day, and he, he hit the nail on the head and said it's not being like we are offended it's you as an individual yeah, I am are offended. Offended. I'm it, yeah. offended it's not like you offended everyone yeah. you offended that one individual for whatever reason that is and at the end of the day no matter what you do where you go what you say you're going to upset someone it. it's how that's presented and how that's taken from that individual and how it's portrayed and some people just genuinely need to get some thicker skin on them that's it yeah because like you can't you, like there's a comedian I watched this thing that American uh, he's, he's got a show called Kill Tony and he said something his name's Tony, so the show's called Kill Tony. Just so, <laughs> so it's just so everyone gets to get it. Yeah. But he said, he, like he one of his sketches, he said something, and somebody in the crowd said, like, "Oh, you can't say this and everything." And it's like, why can't I say it? Yeah. Like, what, what's wrong I, with I, saying it? I know that I'm, a, I'm a comedian. You know, yeah. everything I'm saying is in a jokey context. You're taking that. Why you're here? That's it, I'd be yeah. asking that question. I said, "Get out of my room." You know what I mean? It's like, if you're gonna go to a comedy show, there's yeah. high chance the comedian's gonna say something that's gonna offend you. Okay. Yeah. And in that case, you know what? You made. 50 funny jokes okay? you made you made a joke about like abortion joke about this about this but you made a joke about peanuts I'm allergic to peanuts you shouldn't be joking about peanuts yeah. it's like well in that case do me a favour get out because I made a joke about abortion and you found that funny yeah exactly <laughs> you, you can't have one rule for one and one and not, not for the That's other it. it's uh, 
yeah so so, so i i think just people need to be have a bit more confidence behind the things they're saying there's a who oh. i think ricky Gervais said this well when he was said um i think it was him when he said let's take do not drink of bottles of bleach and then whoever survives after the first year okay those are the people we need in this planet <laughs> Yeah, do not drink this, okay? Take it off all, every single bottle of bleach. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I fully agree with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, so. uh, yeah. People are just soft. Yeah. Um, wet wipes. Yeah. yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. Cancelled. We might as well stop now. Yeah. Uh, round two gone. So if you weren't a successful fighter, Rob, what would you have, you'd, what would you have done instead? Is, it, is there another line you'd have okay, gone down? So if not, when I was in college, when I was in college, I started, that's when I started training again. And in college, I did business. So if I actually didn't pursue the f- career of fighting, I probably would have gone into do either something like financial advisor or accountancy. That's like, because I used to love numbers. I was always good at maths and I always loved numbers. So I always loved maths. So I would have gone into like being a financial advisor or accountant. Yeah. But I went from trying to pursue that career to be a professional fighter, which now is like the best thing ever. But there's no financial game. <laughs> but yeah. I do have a good life. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that's just, an important thing. Yeah, and Rome wasn't built in a day either. You know, no, it wasn't. What, what the future holds away? You <laughs> want to go with things? <laughs> did I mention that I fought in Rome, guys? <laughs> I don't think you did actually. Um, so, uh, is there any other sports you'd like to try your hand at um, that you haven't? Probably wouldn't mind to get back into basketball. I used to play basketball a little bit with my friends. Didn't actually play for a team. I used to play basketball like my mates all the time. I've always enjoyed basketball. It's weird because I never enjoy football, but it's still a ball game. But I've enjoyed basketball. I wouldn't mind to play that. And um, I don't know. Um, maybe like snowboarding, skiing, something like that. Yeah. Some, I like I like, I like like sports or like high adrenaline, like mountain biking. My mates took me mountain biking and I nearly died several times and they broke my limbs because <laughs> my friend said speed is friend. And then literally I just I tried to not use the brakes at all. And the amount of times I only like went off the bike, the amount of times she did go off the bike, the amount of times I fell off over the cliff, it was just unbelievable. But the adrenaline from that was it like the best thing ever. Yeah. I just think I'm just I'm just a bit sick in my head. So you, like, you, would you would you say you're a bit of like adrenaline junkie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basketball and then heavy mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, I wouldn't mind to play. Like, a lot of my friends play golf, and I have no idea how to play golf. My mates actually taught me how to. Or, to try to teach me how to um, hit the ball right, and I actually wouldn't mind to try doing that. Yeah, a little bit of golf because yeah, I, I, I used to go on the, on the, on the uh, driving range a little bit when I was a bit younger, but I didn't really. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, good. yeah, okay. It's fun. It's very awkward to hit the ball because my body doesn't move that way. No, no. Because one mate said to me, "He's like, I think you'll be like you'll be good at it because like you how like mobile you are, but it's like a total different range of motion." Because my friend tried to like maybe teach me, and he's just like go all the way up and I was like I can't that's that's the highest I can go I can't move my hands past that point yeah and they're like okay well you're terrible do you do much like, mobility work yeah I try to do um, I do um, mobility before I do like all my weight training and then I'll do first thing um, before I do my weight training and after at the end of it and I always do like mobility and stretching off at like end of my like skill work because just trying to stay mobile because I don't want to go stiff yeah because like you can you can train like be the hardest person in the world but if you've got no mobility, you're just going to slow down your performance. Yeah, that's true. I, I got massively humbled at the weekend because yeah. I, I did Snowden for the first time. I think last time when we spoke, I was, I was yeah. talking about doing it. Yeah. And I've, I, I cramped up on the way down. I've, I've done a few hikes this year. But I, you know, I've trained legs quite consistently. Yeah. I, on, on the way up was fine. We got up in about 2 hour 45 with my missus. We stopped at the at top. I had a bite to eat. 
which did sort of once on the way up as well and eight on the way up as well. Came down, my legs were shot. Yeah, I can go up, I can't come down. I struggle with coming down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's confidence for me as well. I'm, I'm too scared of slipping and dying. <laughs> oh no, like, like I literally, I run up and I, and I run down. But like yeah. for me, it's just like just I think as you, you're trying to hold yourself up, and it's just the impact on my knees. I'm yeah. like, this is terrible. But I'll do it because I mean, I mean, my auntie and my missus and my auntie's husband do a uh, like late bottom here, and they got like four different peaks, and made them go across the all four peaks. Oh. And I was literally running up them and like. They would just hate me because I was just saying, "Come on, chop, chop." Why too, are we here? Yeah, you're too slow, and they were like, "Yeah." They enjoyed it, but at the same time, like, "Will you shut up?" You say, <laughs> say "Chop, chop" one more time. <laughs> yeah, smack you. So well, you're I mean, going down the hill. My missus had been up like six, six times. She'd been up, and she's just trying to be on the way down. And she was like so light on her feet. I mean, I'm because mm. I weight too. I'm quite heavy footed. I'm all legs anyway. But I'm like a mass. I am basically an adult version of Bambi. Um, and I, I just I, I'd sit, sit down and my, my inner thighs were gone I had to yeah, no. sit for me it's my knees I wouldn't mind to do um, I tried to do Helvellyn on New Year's because every every New Year's me and my friends started doing uh, we started doing um, hiking going up to like up mountains on New Year's Day but then he uh, he died to me because well he died well he didn't die but he moved to Australia so technically that's to me because he chose his selfish needs over the needs of his friends which is what a dick. I know. Right, <laughs> Decided to move over to better his life. How yeah. selfish is that? Yeah. But um, we did a hell of a well in with a couple of mates on New Year's Day. But once she got to the top, it was, well, we didn't even get to the top. We got to like sort of Strider's Edge, is it? Yeah. And then um, it was just too windy and too snowy, so I had to turn back. Just like, so I got defeated on New Year's Day. But I, I wouldn't mind to do Hellbellum again. And I wouldn't mind to do Ben Nevis. Yeah. Hopefully do Ben Nevis this year. That's my goal. I'm not trying to do Ben Nevis this year. I want to do Scarf or Pike next. And then, uh, then Ben Nevis. Scarf or Pike's quite easy. Because that's the Is first, it? I think that's the first ever hike I did. But we right. got lost because it got so foggy. And then um, we didn't know where the trail was. So we just we just saw these people walking and we followed them. And because like, it was so foggy, we looked down for a split second to like, get our foot in. And we looked up and they were gone. <laughs> yeah. And then we heard Game something. Over. So we were moving and like, it was just sheep. And we just walked like walking across this moss. Yeah. And we heard more people and we were like, we're trying to like follow the sound. And we found a path and we're like, yes. <laughs> to it. And then if you could change anything in your sport for the better... Um, or in the fitness industry as a whole today, if you could impact one thing within that climax, what would it be and why? Stop promoting fatness. It's not healthy for anyone. Okay, just saying it. <laughs> Being it. fat is not healthy. Okay, yep. body positivity. I'm proud about body, but like, um, body positivity. It's fine. Okay, but you can't shame somebody who works hard to look incredible. Like bodybuilders, I, I find bodybuilders to to uh, see muscle and everything, but they work hard to get where they are. And you can't shame them and say, oh, they look disgusting when you weigh 23 stone and you can't, you can barely move. That's one thing that frustrates me regarding the fitness, fitness injury yeah. industry. Everyone's trying to be like, jump on this wagon about like, oh yeah, be, be in your, like, happy in your own skin. It's like, yeah, be fine, be happy in your own skin. But don't if you want to be fat i said this to my best mate like because because he used to, he was quite heavy and he said to me like i want to lose weight and i said to him like listen if you want to lose weight let's get plan in motion and we're going to lose that weight if you don't want to lose your weight and you keep always saying to me let's lose weight i'm going to keep talking to you about let's need to lose weight needs to lose weight because he, yeah. he used to talk to me about like, i want to lose it but never did anything to change really. it he did he did like he was fit though like that's well that's another thing it's like he was he was fit because he was like, he could do 15k run 
20k run 25k run he used to like go boxing do like two three hours and never tire out but yeah. he was just chubby and the only reason i think he was a bit chubby was because his diet was wrong and the right. only thing that's changed with his diet was just don't eat as much but then again he was super fit so in a way it's like he frustrated me because he always said i want to lose weight and i was like well the only thing you need to change is what you eat yeah, yeah but then yeah, again yeah. he was a super fit athlete right never competed he just did it because he enjoyed it i see so it's like his fitness level was here probably i would even say his fitness level was better than mine but he was just big and the only reason he was big is because he's just couldn't stop eating so that's regarding fitness industry okay guys stop promoting fatness okay unless you're super fit if you can run up, up run up and snow then okay well i'll let you off then but if you can't then shut up but regarding fighting the one thing i um, i'd say wanting to stop is get better judges <laughs> stop stop um stealing people from uh this victories and successes yeah no. um no i'd say amateur like i think amateur fights um i don't know if boxing does this but i know when i used to do wrestling you used to weigh in on a day of your competition on your match and i think that's like in kickboxing i think amateurs should weigh in on a day because some amateurs like and you see this in mma like amateur fighters will lose like say they'll water water load and like lose like 10 10 kilos not well not maybe 10 kilos but like between like 5 to 10 kilos yeah easily the day before the weigh in and then and then they'll uh, and they'll, they'll weigh that extra weight next morning but it's just like which is unfair because it's like you are amateurs that are literally weighing in the fight the weight they're supposed to be fighting at and then they'll fight the same weight tomorrow and then there's some amateurs that are like they come from better gyms higher end gyms and they're like they'll literally weigh in at say um let's pound talk about pounds like weigh in at 145 and the next day they'll be 155 or like 66 kilos, and next day they'll be like one, uh, they'll be 70, 75 kilos, which is unfair. Mm. So for amateurs, I think that what they should do is they should focus on the same day weighing. If you're fine on a Saturday, okay, you're going to weigh in the first thing in the morning, and that's it, because then there's no uneven matches. Because if you're dehydrated, you cannot rehydrate yourself quick enough. Like if you if you dehydrate yourself for like seven kilos and then you have to rehydrate and eat properly, you won't be able to do it in like that space of time for you to compete. Where if you like dehydrate yourself two kilos, which is not bad at all. So you can mm. you can do it. But it's just unfair for some people. Like for example, like on this on a weekend when we compete, like my lads like my guy guys, lads, because Nicole's a girl, so my guys weighed in at, um on a day. But like their opponents weighed in the day before. So it's like it's unfair because they could put weight on where my yeah. my guys they just walk the way then the way they walk around that. So I think amateurs. Okay, so if, if you're watching this and you're a fight promoter, okay, and you have amateurs competing on your show, you should make them weigh in on a day because they're fine at the weight they're supposed to be walking around because that way they can learn like they can learn how to diet, they can learn how to like do everything the right way because when you water load, you're relying too much on something that's not actually there because i know a lot of people that like rely on water loading they miss weight because they think oh i've got eight kilos to lose i'll just water load and then drop it down and it comes to the weight day and they're like half kilo over a kilo over because they're relying too much on that water cutting so learn how to diet and the best way to do that is amateur fighters need to start weighing on the day yeah so that's like my biggest that's your, that's your, that's your biggest thing. my professional opinion yeah if you fight as an amateur Okay, or you, if you're a promoter, make sure your amateurs weigh in on a day. That's yeah. it. Because then it's like everyone gets that equal, like, equal rights. Yeah, or which, equal, is, which like, is only makes it fair, yeah. isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah. Because when I used to do wrestling, like, my, my, when I used to do wrestling, 
I didn't really compete as much as my brother did, but like when he competed, they had to weigh in on the morning, and but they had to do like tests to make sure they're not water loading, they're not water cutting. They had to do like balance tests. They had to do like med like well, everyone does medicals. Doesn't matter where you go, like what promotion you fight on. You always have to do medical. You have to do pre and post fight medical to mm-hmm. make sure you're in good condition to fight. But um, they had to do like tests that basically show that you're like not um, not dehydrated, like. My brother had to do like balance tests. They had to right. like stand on like a thin plank of wood, yeah, so they can balance on and everything. It's right. like yeah, it's just because it's because like once once you're like dehydrated, you're like your equilibrium goes a little bit, so you can't balance very well. So that's how right. they know no like without actually scientific like research how, how can tell like if you're yeah if you're you're dehydrated like, or, or what what condition you're in yeah. So I think that's like my biggest thing is like amateurs should weigh in on a day. Yeah, that's it. Another thing, like I think, what they like this is regarding kickboxing events because they do quite well in um in boxing, like <clears throat> boxing amateurs. They don't charge that much for like entries, like for spectators. But like what a lot of shows put on is like if you're a promoter, this is once again about amateur shows. If you're a promoter and you're putting on amateur fighters, people that never fought before, like had a couple fights, but they're not like well recognized. You shouldn't charge as much for the spectators to turn up. Okay, don't get the best, best, most expensive venue, and then be like, "We got ten amateur fighters here, and charge you thirty five pounds to come watch them." Because, yeah, I understand it's like friends and family wants to come see them, but like, other people don't want to. They're not bothered. So, if you're putting on just an amateur show, get a cheap venue, okay, and don't overcharge because at the end of the day, it's like you're not paying the fighters itself. So if you're gonna if you want to charge day five pound for a ticket to watch amateurs, people come to watch amateurs. Make sure you pay the fight as well, because then it's like everyone's like yeah, these expensive venues. You turn up to the show, you got ten fights, they're all amateurs. You pay thirty five pound. It's like, well, this is terrible. It's a terrible show. So for me, it's like as a promoter, if you're putting on an amateur show, get a cheap venue, okay, and just charge less or. If you're gonna put on ten amateur fights, get maybe five fights, professional fights, good fighters, and charge a bit more. But don't overcharge spectators to um, come watch people that are terrible. (laughs) Right, that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing I should suggest to people, and then moisture. (laughs) Shit, bastards. Um, sound. So, um. Is there, obviously I asked this question towards you, but we're pretty much wrapping up now. Is there anything I didn't ask you today um, that I, that you'd like to add or that I've not brought up to you or anything? Um, I don't think so. Probably probably there are things, but like I always, I always get lost. I should have bought my little, I should have, because I don't write things down. No. I have ideas in my head and I never write them down. We'll save that for round two. Actually, yeah, round two it. that isn't a repeat of round one. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, there's, more, there's more to come from here. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, with every, every podcast, I get more confidence. So. Yeah. Definitely, you You get a lot more relaxed today. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, t- um, I'm terrible when it comes to speaking in front of camera. Yeah. It's good to pretend it's not there. That's it. I lose, I lose my words. I'm like, oh. Blah, blah. Yeah. No, you, you've done. You've that's done what I'm trying you. to be. I'm, that's what I'm being like a bit more like, well, I'm trying to be a bit more active on social media, but I'm just tired about it. Like, yeah. Well, as I said, yeah, I, I can help you with that if you need any hand with that, mate, genuinely. But no, so again, so thanks for, thanks for coming back and recording, obviously, um, reshoot of phase one. <laughs> yeah, that was, again, my fault. Uh, Rob's a proper nice sound lad. He's very good at his craft. 
Um, yeah. like beautiful, like genuine down to earth guy. I'm nice. But if um, you get on the wrong side of me, like I can be a dick. Yeah. Just so you know. You're pretty good at a bitch slapping. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> but um, so obviously anyone listening or watching this, um, I would like to come train with you. Would like to know information in regards to the training you provide or anything of the above. Where do you currently train? What training do you offer? Where you're based? I think you're based in two places, aren't you? Yes. And then also if you want to give your social media plugs as well, now is your time to shine, so, mate. I train and coach out at Team Elite Southport. So that's where I do my kickboxing and uh training and coaching and i also offer boxing training and where i'll do my boxing training is at jake barton's gym on amosa street and then team elite on Shakespeare street in southport so team elite southport and then jb boxing that's where i do like my training and coaching and my social media accounts are rob underscore zab instagram so um hit me up follow my fight journey on there guys because big things coming you go to the fight coming in six weeks. Six, six weeks. weeks, June third. And who's out with? That's a lad called Joe Welsh, which is actually I was supposed to find him last year, but I got injured, so I had to pull out from him. And then this year I was supposed to find him again, and he pulled out from me. So now we're technically one-one on pulling out. You know, you both so, have been pulling out. They're fighting since. So now it's like we're getting, it's, we're getting, it's go time. That's yeah. it. It's go time. So we pulled out each each other once. Once. So now it's like let's do it again, and then let's hope nobody gets injured because it'll be terrible. So I'm looking forward to fighting now because he's like he sounds like a, he seems like a nice lad. Yeah, but um, it's just the fact that we both pulled out from each other. <laughs> so like, where, where was the fight? Newcastle. Newcastle. Right, I, okay. think it's, I think it's Newcastle. Yeah. Victory promotions. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I know. Yeah, but I, I, I'll put all Rob's um, media links and everything in yeah. the um, the podcast description and on the YouTube links as well. Yeah. Got a Facebook, um, Instagram. I've got a Twitter, but I don't use that, so don't bother contact me. On <laughs> but no, yeah. So I think that's a lot. So thank you again, Rob. I appreciate oh, it, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing a phase two um, down the line um, once this one's up in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for coming along, mate. It's been a, it's, it's been great to have you on on the show. Um, again, thanks for the second time. Thank you for your time. And that's pretty much everything for me, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Do give it a like, uh, subscribe, give it a share, um, give us a review on how you found this episode. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. That's a wrap. That's it. Take care. Stay safe. And peace out. Peace out. I'll see you guys <laughs> soon. Take it easy.